Welcome to the podcast, everybody. You're listening Welcome to, uh, page. yeah, listening to, uh, what is it? Film Theory 101. Psych! Psych! Episode 2. Episode 2, yeah. Which is uh, coming up, you know, a little a little bit after episode 1. Uh, there's been some delays in our production schedule, but I think with any sort of multi-million dollar endeavor, you're going to run into <laughs> delays, and that just makes sense. So I'm fine with no. that. Budget snags. Yeah, you got snags, you got crevices, you got uh, 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 that thing, ice snow climbing, like in um, Vertical Limit, one of my favorite movies. Uh, never seen it. Never seen Vertical Oh, my God. No, I don't it. I mean, it's only one of the best movies probably it's ever, it's probably ever, been, ever been shown in theaters. All right, I mean, that seems a little excessive. No. There's no amount of praise that would be excessive for that movie. It made me the person I am today. Well, you know, some could say that's a good thing. Some could say that's a bad thing. All right, that's enough. Depends enough. on what you think about Tim. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> All right, are you gonna hit him with your favorite movie? Oh no, no, no! It's get to know, get to know Tim Day. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, classic Tim questions. Tim sure, is gonna sure. be faced with. And have to answer himself. Sorry, so, hang, hang hang on a second. Do you, are you listening on your headphones or you have the speaker? I have the speaker. Do you want me to do headphones? If if that wouldn't be too much of an issue, I can kind of hear myself, and so I imagine that's probably on the recording too. What a nightmare. That's fine. Hold on, hold your horses. Okay, well, I'm, you know, take your time. I actually thought about this, but then I forgot. You know, in the moments leading up to the call. I know you were just you were just excited. I get it. It's a big deal. It's a big. Just Okay, I'm now in a detangling process. Okay, so right there. Countdown's begun. Uh, I brought my wine in, too, so wow. we're going to get silly. Okay. Is this a sober podcast only? Uh, I don't think it's really... I mean, it'd be, probably be hard to tell one from the other. <laughs> That's probably true. All right, getting close. Wow, these are real forked up. Have you watched The Good Place yet? Oh, you didn't like it, huh? Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, you're crazy. Well, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's not how this works. That's not how what works? Um, This podcast. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just kind of how life works, though, I think. Nah. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> You're dead wrong. <clears throat> That's fair. Okay. Appreciate it. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, that's better. Actually, it is a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done this from right out of the get-go. That's fine. We're all learning. 
Do we have to start over? No, we can just jump right back in. Just say, now on to classic Tim questions, and then you can start. All right, now on to the classic Tim questions. Okay. Tim's going to have to face. I don't remember the three fruits that you presented me with last week, but I'm going to put a little page spin on it and pick my own fruits for you to choose from. Hang on, are we pretending that the last episode was recorded a week ago? No, I don't know. From the last episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, let's go. Okay. Um, so, if you had to choose, would you pick um, a pomegranate? Ugh. Strong reaction to start. Um, a banana or a mango? A uh, mango. Yeah, Ugh, I know. I shouldn't have thrown the mango in there. It's a clear winner. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really like mangoes. I just don't really like the other options that much. What if it was a peach? Uh, I could eat a peach for hours. Now, I think the first caller that can tell me what movie that's from, uh, they'll probably win uh, my car. They can have my car. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Yeah. I do do not know what that is. That was Con Air. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. We've learned about Tim that he hates a lot of fruit, so he's pretty judgmental but as like, a person. But he likes Con Air. He hates fruit, but he loves Con Air. That's the takeaway here. Yeah, interesting sort of. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, I can't think. Never mind. Keep moving. Let's go. Ugh, man, it's not going well so far. No, we're doing um... great. Just keep it real. Just <laughs> be real. Uh, I'm. Is there another way to be? Be fake. Don't be fake. Why would we be fake? Well, just try and be real then. Okay. Um, is this even really your favorite movie that we're going to discuss today? Oh, yeah. Really, really. Real. So real. Yeah. Okay. Question two. All right. Tell me about your last dream. I don't really have a lot of dreams, you know, which is coincidental since Martin Luther King Day is tomorrow. And, you know, oh. he's all about dreams. Topical. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pass. I, I'm not really a big dreamer. I don't really remember you my dreams. You can't pass. It's your own question. I mean, but you know, you could be original and come with your own questions. How's that for being real? Wow! 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 Shots fired. Oh, on you know the what? Pot. Oh, I had a dream about uh, our friend Jesse the other day. Actually, <gasps> what was she doing? Oh, no, we were do we were like we were doing something together. It was like some sort of. God, I want to say we were like piloting a spaceship or something or Oof, was it black mirror related i think because i had been watching black mirror and i think i i think it must have been around the time i watched that that first episode and for some so reason, i don't i've finished black mirror but go ahead yeah 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 so I, that's that's the last one i can remember that's all i can remember about it wow was she the captain or were you the captain i i don't remember i think we were just piloting it together for some reason and i think something might have happened i, I, I really don't remember Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I like to think she was captaining it because, you know, she's probably way more competent at that than I am. Why do you say that? I don't know. She seems like the kind of person that was like, hey, if you had to pick somebody that could probably fly a spaceship, you know, I feel like Jesse would, she'd work really hard at it. You know, I know she, I would know she would have studied for it at least. That's, that's a really valid point, I think. Yeah. I think that very much is indicative of her personality. Okay. Great. And you're saying you wouldn't have studied for the plane. You would have won it. 
Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just <laughs> grip it and rip it. That's how I live my life. <laughs> oh, Tim's motto. Well, that was revealing. Turns out, grip it and rip it. Yeah, just for everything. Have you ever like Tim Daniel for you? Have you ever lost, you know, in your life, just kind of thinking about, oh, I don't really have anything to do, and just feeling kind of sad and down. Just grip it and rip it. That's all you gotta do. Oh, thanks for that. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Um, cool. Um. I'm going to add another bonus question. And Great. what's the last thing you ate? Uh, I had a little Reese's peanut butter cup candy before we started. Oh, you needed some sustenance because who knows how long this episode's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh man, if this ends up being some sort of, sort of six hour marathon, then uh, <laughs> I better be prepared. Uh, well, you know, it's all on you today because it's your movie. It's yeah, your show. It You're running it. I'm yeah, just it here. Is. All right, now I regret everything. <laughs> <laughs> you have an inch. <laughs> yeah, and they give you back an inch. It's terrible. Oh, interesting. All right, go ahead. Do you want to say your favorite movie? I don't think we've said it yet. Yeah, yeah. I think my so my favorite movie, and I think I think for most people, their favorite movie kind of changes. I, I know it's not necessarily true for you, since you picked a movie made in the '80s or something like that. But um, not true. <laughs> For for a long time, I, one of my favorite movies was The Matrix, and it used to be ironic. Um, <laughs> but then Who I would have an ironic favorite movie. <laughs> but, then, but then I thought about it some more, and it's like um, it's more about the impact it had on me the first time I watched it, because it was like when I was still kind of when I was a kid, and it just is it still is really cool, but it was just really cool when I was a kid. Um, so lately, you know, I saw this other movie. Um, our viewers may have, may have heard of it. It's called Arrival, um, which really struck me uh, in a way that's been memorable since uh, 2016. So that is my current favorite movie uh, is Arrival, even though it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I know. Um, I'm I gave sure him be one a of lot of crap about that. <laughs> sure, we can you talk know, actually, about that. We can get into it later, but there is some controversy about whether or not it passes. Yeah, well, because she could... I mean, okay. Well, yeah, let's get through the... We'll uh, get into we'll it get later. To it. Yeah, I think there is some controversy. So, yeah. But also, I think the fact that it's controversial about whether or not it passes the test kind of <laughs> says something about the movie, really. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so let's just start off with a little synopsis. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, um, I would highly recommend it, obviously, because it's my favorite movie. Uh, basically, it takes place in modern-day Earth and uh, 12 giant spaceships land on earth and the story uh follows the u.s army um who recruits a linguist played by uh amy adams her name is lois and jeremy renner uh who is a mathematician uh his name in the movie is oh gosh <sighs> who cares it's jeremy renner no it matters Stu stewart no I think it starts with an S. Stuart. Steve. Um, I don't know. All right, never mind. I'll, it doesn't I'll, matter. I'll throw a quick Google at it. Don't worry. You All continue. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, well, yeah, basically they, they they just sort of learn how to communicate with the aliens. Um, and uh, in the process, uh, uh, Lois, Amy Adams' character, uh, picks up their language and starts experiencing time differently because of the way she experiences language, um, which I think is an interesting concept. 
Spoiler alert. Well, I think, yeah, okay. I mean, we put that at the beginning. That's, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> that's kind of the crux of the movie. Um, um, also, his name is Ian. Ian, dang it. All right. Um, yeah, and so it just sort of follows them as they try to learn how to speak to the aliens, and there's sort of some geopolitical conflict uh, to go along with it. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Lois saves a day because of her ability to experience all time at once, which stems from her understanding of language. Yeah, this is a pretty heavy, there's some pretty heavy things happening here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think um, it, 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 it kind of is a little hard to decipher at points, um, unless uh-huh. you're the kind of person that this sort of stuff is really interesting for, and uh, I know, speaking with some of my own family members, they actually really don't like that movie because they think it's, it's just really ridiculous and which is fair. Like it's it's a little far fetched and all that, but I think the themes in it is kind of overpower the the technical maybe missteps. Mm, okay. Um, fun fact about when I first saw this movie, I was working at the English Language Center mm. at the University of Denver with a whole bunch of people who teach and study language, have their masters in linguistics, and. It was a very interesting to talk to them about it. Yeah, what was their take on it? Um, I think they were like mainly just like happy that someone was talking about language. Sure. Yeah. Because people, I don't think that's like a topic that's in popular culture ever really addressed, and so they were kind of just like, oh, they make it seem like magical and cool, and so they liked <laughs> that. Uh, what a bunch, bunch of English nerds. I, ugh, you know. It was, I was, a lot of them hadn't seen it though. And I was like, cause I think they were all just like, eh, it's an alien movie, whatever. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, listen, it's about language. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah. So I remember going to the move into the movie and not, uh, sort of being surprised by what it was about. I feel like the trailer did a really good job of not giving too much away. Cause I was yeah surprised by it. I agree. Um, and I actually enjoyed this movie. It's not like Tim, who hated my favorite movie. You know, let me just let me just throw this out there, right? After our conversation on uh, what's the name of the movie? Oh my god, almost uh, famous. Almost famous. Actually, really, the idea of um, Penny Lane being sort of a, a, a what? What did we come? What was the name? Oh, she's a, she's a something hero. You know, a tragic hero. A mm. tragic. Yeah, tragic hero. Actually, that sure. really, that really, that really resonated with me, and I think I kind of that kind of shifted my understanding of the movie. I think I liked it a little bit more after our conversation. Nice, because I'm yeah. so smart. Well, I think um, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously. What I'm hearing <laughs> is that I'm a genius. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, I think uh, you know, talking and learning about things and getting other people's opinions, uh, it's a way to expand your mind and your opinions and gives you more information and I, I think you revealed some things that in that movie that I hadn't really thought about and uh, uh, I think for me that you know the film was enhanced by it nice you're welcome yeah thank you so much you've <laughs> broadened my my cinema screen view well I mean Tim I feel that often happens with us in our movies is that you'll hate <laughs> something and then I'll go hey but think about this and then you go it's a great movie 
Thanks, Paige. Yeah, well, I don't always say thanks, Paige, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not the first time it's happened, for sure. Well, happy to be here to fight for all the little little guys. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Let's let's jump into Arrival. So, what? How do you how do you feel about this movie? Because I I can tell you, for me, it's about as close to a ten as you can get. Oh wow. Okay. I mean, I call it like a six. And a five is average. No. Okay. If a five is average, then I guess I do probably like a seven. I mean, I'm, it's your scale. I'm just asking. Yeah. No. That's that's like a five is like a well. Okay. I think it's between a six and a seven for me. Wow. Okay. Like I didn't have any desire to see it again, which I think I judge a lot of movies based on that, which I don't know. That's my own subjective scale. Some people would be like, Oh, it's a great movie and not think at all about whether they want to see it again. But I was, I think the second viewing, cause when I watched it for this, um, it was only the second time I'd seen it mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. Like I have a million notes on my phone from when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I don't know if you want to go chronologically or if you have themes you want to talk about. Yeah, well, actually, it's interesting you say that because I actually didn't really like this movie the first time I watched it. And uh, when I came out of it, I, I said to the person I was with that, you know, I think I need to see this movie again. Um, mm-hmm. and let this, this movie kind of percolate and sit with me. Um, so that's interesting that you that we kind of had similar reactions on that first one. Yeah, it's. I think the thing that's tough for me is that I just like really hate Jeremy Renner. I just he like drives me crazy. So that was like a big hurdle for me to get through. Yeah, I I had no idea. I mean, I'm not like the biggest fan of Jeremy Renner. I think he's kind of overrated, and he he. I think I'm not sure why people think he's good looking because right. I don't think he is at all. But I, I, I'm not really the best judge of that either. Yeah, you know, I mean. He's fine. It's just like I think I like hear him on podcasts and like I hear him in interviews and stuff. Did I ever tell you he like at one point was talking to a caller on Anna Ferris's podcast mm-hmm. and he kept calling her mama? <laughs> which I just like really rubbed me wrong. I was oh. like, Ooh, you they don't like that one bit. He's like, Listen, mama, this is what you gotta do and I was like, Ugh, you don't even know she has kids, gross. <laughs> okay, well, if Jeremy Renner or Jeremy Renner's agent ever listens to this, feel free to uh, reach out to us and um, we'll get him on the show. All right. Sorry, Jeremy, but it's kind of creepy. Well, I'm sure he appreciates the feedback. You know, he seems like the kind of guy to be able to take it. Uh, anyway, well, it's not about Jeremy Renner. It's more about Amy Adams. Oh, it's all about Amy Adams. Yeah. She's, she, she, she makes that movie like – I don't think I any... think you're an Amy Adams fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, um so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so there's another another podcast that I really enjoy about movies. It's called um The Q and A. And they mm. do interviews with uh screenwriters, directors, actors, whoever is involved in the movie about the movie they did. And so they did one for the uh writer of Arrival. His name is escaping me. But it was really, really good and um so the movie was made in 2016, but he's like, it was written in, I think, 2010, 2011, mm. um, which is interesting. Oh, and I have another piece of information after this that'll be more interesting to you. Um, but yeah, so he wrote it in 2010 and then just try, kept trying to get it made. Um, and he said when he initially wrote it, like he wrote down actors for who he wanted in the roles and Amy Adams in 2010 was who he wanted uh, for Whoa. Lewis. Yeah. 
I feel like that's not often that they actually get a person. Yeah, yeah. And even more, I think you'll find this next fact even more interesting, but the, guy, the guy who wrote uh, uh, Arrival also wrote the screenplay for uh, Lights Out. Oh, Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Lights Out, the scariest movie that's ever made. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy, the guy was really interesting because he... Um, he uh, was talking about how he, he wrote a lot of horror stuff, um, uh, and he wrote a whole thing about uh, <laughs> like Venus flytraps, but they're how they're like houses that people went into, and they thought they were just houses, but then they end up getting oh, wow. into the house. It was an interesting story. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, and that actually, one of my like notes that I took about this movie yeah. was like, it just seemed so quiet. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, which I just thought was very interesting because I feel like most kind of like action alieny movies would have focused on like the chaos of people like freaking out in the public. And they do that a little bit just from the news. But really, it just showed like abandoned streets and like abandoned campus. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, when the aliens first arrive, yeah. arrive, arrival. And I like made a note of that because I was like, this is very eerie and like very quiet which was cool i enjoyed yeah but. yeah no i think um i think a lot of the the sound design is just, is sort of put there to you know give that sort of eerie effect and this idea that things are close to normal but not quite normal right yeah um also just real quick on the time note i kept thinking when i was watching this movie with all the flashbacks and everything about, um, did you ever see that movie about time? No. With Rachel McAdams no. and Donald Gleason? No. All right. Um, did you see a uh, time traveler's wife? No. Okay, cool. Those are two movies about okay. <laughs> time, um, that it really reminded me of. And it made me want to go back and watch it again. They're more focused on like romance and like time travel, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I don't really don't like, worry about it. I don't really Quick like side. romance in my time travel movies. You like well, this had some romance. Yeah, but it's like off screen, not really related to anything. Not related to anything. I mean, I didn't one have could to, argue. I didn't it's have the to deal world. with you know people looking into each other's eyes and like, God, all that gross stuff. Wow, Tim and I have very different movie tastes in terms of romance, but that's okay. And, you know, but that's what fuels the podcast, right? There you go. Just Conflict. Tim and I fighting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 So what? What else you got on the on this movie? I'm curious to hear another person's thoughts. Okay, let's see. Um, I wrote down, I would have totally been one of the students in class. <laughs> like I. I would have been, I would have shown up. <laughs> so just, <laughs> I'm the type of person who would have gone to class in the midst of this crisis because I'm like, my professor didn't email us that class is canceled. <laughs> I, I better go. Well, I guess it's good to know where you stand on that. Um, oh, I wrote, I wish that I didn't hate Jeremy Renner so much. <laughs> I think I would have been enjoying the movie more. Um, but who would have oh, played I, his, who, who would you rather have had play his role? You know, I hadn't thought about it. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. All right. Maybe. Uh, you know, I could see that. But him and but 
him and Amy Adams, I know they were together on The Office, but it's not, I don't think it really worked. Amy Adams is, she's just sort of a classy lady, and John is kind of like a regular looking dude. Okay. If I could choose one celebrity to marry right now, it'd be John Krasinski, so. Wow, okay. That's a fun side note, Tim. If you had to choose one celebrity to marry tomorrow, who would it be? Um, gosh, I mean, we're talking about Amy Adams. She's definitely towards the top of the list. I mean, if if you you know, gun to my head right now, like I would say, Amy Adams because she's at the top of my top of my my head right now. But I might have to think about that and get back to you. Um, that's absolutely not acceptable. You need to answer right now. Amy Adams. Okay, great work. Yeah. Um, what else did I say? I think, oh, this was one thing with when she was first kind of talking to Jeremy Renner and they were talking about like the science versus language. And I never really thought of like science versus language. Like I never really thought that that would be a thing of like, oh, we need to focus on the science. Oh, no, we need to focus on language. Like I just never really put those two as like comparable even. Hmm. But this movie kind of did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you have any thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I think yeah. I mean, this movie is like all all about all about language and commun- communication, um, which I think kind of spoke to me in the in the sense of being a master student in psychology, which uh, essentially is all about communication. You know. Um, mm. I think that's why it felt so relevant um, because they spend have you had to use yeah. go ahead no I mean they just they spend the, the whole movie oh. trying to trying to get through that trying to get through this communication barrier um, which I find myself doing a lot but not necessarily in terms of actually being able to communicate but just this idea that there are things between us and other people or other beings that um, make it difficult to communicate hmm that's interesting. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something else? Um, have you had to use an interpreter at all in any clinical work? Uh, no. Yeah. Have you? Have you? Either. Oh, okay. No, just besides, like, not in a therapy situation. Like, in terms of, like, psychoed, like, mm. things, yes, but not with, like, one-on-one therapy, which I think would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Um, anyway. Yeah. Other thoughts. She is so independent. How scary to first get there was my one of my thoughts of just like, good for her. She's just like out there doing it. I guess. I guess. But like, but like, what's the alternative for the movie? She's like, nah, I probably shouldn't go. Well, I guess the movie's over. <laughs> No, but I just, like, putting yourself in those shoes of just, like, when she comes and they're, like, roll up your sleeves, we're giving you all these shots and just, like, all this stuff. And it's very, like, a foreign environment to her. And mm-hmm. she had little to no time to mentally prepare. I just, like, I was struck by, like, whoa, that would be terrifying. Like, I would be scared. I mean, it'd be exciting, but it'd be, like, ugh, yikes. I mean, it's interesting that you're concerned about Amy Adams' experience, but not Jeremy Renner's, you know? Cause the, I don't give a shit about Jeremy kind of, Renner. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fair, and I guess... <laughs> uh, I, I think I think anyone in that situation would probably have a lot of those a lot of those feelings. Yeah. Um, another thought: I wish there were any supporting female characters. 
There's a daughter. She talks to her mom on the phone. <laughs> so an unnamed person who gets zero screen time is her mother. Uh, well, I mean, technically her voice is on the screen. <laughs> oh no, wait, yeah, right. <laughs> I can't hear her voice. Um, no, and I think, I yeah. think, I think that is a valid criticism of the movie. Um, if well, only... It was just like yeah. on all the teams, mm-hmm. like there are a million extras and like people walking around. It's not like it's just Amy Adams in a movie, you know, and mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner. It's like, there are a ton of people and there's not one of them as a woman. Yeah, yeah, I think that's some. This movie kind of struggles with uh, diversity a little bit, um, and I think, yeah, I think you make a good point about sort of those civilian teams they bring in. Um, I think the I think as far as like the military part of it, though, I have to imagine most people in the military are men, and so maybe that's why they kind of decided not to go that direction. But I agree, it it is one of the shortcomings of the of the film yeah yeah um yeah Eh, so so what were you talking about the the controversy around the Bechtel test earlier well because she does explain to Hannah why she's named Hannah Mm -hmm. so Hannah is a named character Mm -hmm. um they talk about something other than a man but it was like controversy about um they basically Hannah's age and how like little she's featured. Okay, I mean, so it's like supposed to be two women talking to each other, and people are like, "Well, this is like just a little kid." Okay, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna sit here and just split hairs, I guess. Uh, well, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what the people are saying. You know what the people are also saying? Only one of the Harry Potter movies passes the Bechdel test. So, let's, oh my let's, god, let's talk Did about that. Know that. Yeah, only one. Wow, that is rough. Which one? The last one. Uh, uh, what's her face? Professor McGonagall makes the statues come to life and then says something to uh, uh, the Weasley mom. I can't remember her name. Molly. Molly. Something to Molly Weasley about it. And that's it. Ugh. I know. You're shocked. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm shook. That's fair. Stay woke. Um, <clears throat> there's so one of the. Uh, I'm just gonna jump into something here. Um, Go for it. One of the major plot points in this film is this idea that because Lois has learned the alien language, she now experiences time differently, okay. which is interesting. I don't. You know, I I can't comment on if that is the actual process. I I have to imagine things would be a little more difficult than that, but I don't know. Um, But there's two kind of really interesting things about that. The first one is the alien language um, being in circles. uh, And I think, uh, so when we think about the English language, right, when you write out Uh a sentence, it goes from left to right. Uh, There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, and, and, and you know where the end is and you know where the beginning is um, and that's how we understand language because we understand that the flow of time is moving from one point to another there's a beginning, a middle, and an end um, <clears throat> and so what I really liked about the alien language is that uh, because they experience time all at once right? so there's no beginning or end for them uh, that's how their language is also reflected or it's also reflected in their language uh, with this idea of circles right? because there's not a, a beginning or an end to a circle um, mm-hmm and 
I, <laughs> I realize it's kind of a basic, like a basic premise of the film, and it'd be weird if anything else. Um, but I just, I really liked that sort of attention to detail. Like it said, okay, if something experiences time all at once. What would that language look like? And it's just sort of this un, unending, uh, what do they call them, orthograph. Uh, yeah, and that was a really cool point. I really like that. Um, and then kind of, kind of building off of that. And for me, and when you and 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 when someone says, "Tim, why do you like this movie so much?" I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay. Ugh, finally. This is it. This is the big moment. So here's here's why I like the movie so much. Um, so Lois is able to experience all of time at once. So she's able to experience her future. Uh, uh, before she's even lived it. And what I think is so interesting about that is that um, two couple of things actually. Um, the first one is is it kind of it kind of asks this question, right? If you know what your future is going to be and you don't do anything differently, um, did you make a choice to change it? right? Um, because by even knowing it, you're you're now you're you're implicitly given that choice to either do it or not do it, right? But right. If you, but if you don't do anything, did you choose not to do anything? You know. Yes. And I really like that component. But what's even better? Okay. <laughs> what's even better okay. about this? We take it to the next level of Inception. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so by by her knowing right what her future looks like. Uh, she is given this opportunity, all right, to sort of uh, experiment or, no, essentially answer this sort of basic human question. And that basic human question is, are all things predestined or do humans actually have free will, right? Is everything established beforehand? Are our lives going in the exact specific direction they're going to go because they were already supposed to go that way? Um, She's given that choice to figure that out. And... If she did, you know, even one thing differently, she'd be able to answer this sort of basic human question, and uh, <laughs> and um, and she decides for herself not to answer that question. For her, having a daughter and having a husband, um, this idea of of love in her life um, just supersedes like this idea this ability to answer like the single most important question in human history. Um, and it's just such like, it's just such an amazing decision and choice to make. And it's just, just, just such an interesting theme to say that, you know, love and like human connection is worth more than answering, you know, the universe's deepest, darkest secret. Um, and it just seems like a really powerful, powerful kind of theme and message. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Do we think that that was a thing that she was aware of? What do you mean? Like, by her making that choice, do you think she's sitting here thinking, like, I could answer this essential, fundamental question of the universe, and I'm choosing not to? Or is she just saying, like, eh, well, I want my daughter, so bye. Well, I mean, mean, that's also part of it, right? Because it's possible, and we, you know, we don't really know, we don't have an insight into her thought processes, but... It's possible, like, this idea of being able to answer this question never even occurred to her, right? That this okay. connection, this ability to, to 
to to have a relationship with other humans um, and with a daughter um, was so powerful. In fact, it didn't even it didn't even occur to her to try and answer that question. Um, just this other this other alternative was just so much more powerful for her. Okay. So. You know, maybe I am reading too much into it, and I've just, you know, watched it so much at this point. I want those sort of ideas to be there. Um, but I think it's a really interesting interesting idea. Okay. I mean, I'm on board with that. You just let it marinate, all right? I didn't come – I came to that conclusion on, like, my third or fourth watch, you know? So. Okay. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because I think you had – we had briefly spoken about this, and – you you kind of said like did she have a choice and I was like yeah the but then it makes more sense if you like really break it down into a kind of free will or free will or predestination kind of thing yeah man it's I mean that movie is just got it's got layers on layers on layers <laughs> on layers it's like an onion but like two onion like what like there's like a smaller onion inside of the larger onion wow yeah we're just Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, but they're onions. Russian Nessie onions. Gross. Um, yeah, I definitely, like, I found myself, I knew what was going to happen the whole movie, but at the whole China call revelation, just full body chills. Really? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Did you not? Um, I think... No, I mean, not really. For me, that just seems like such a... I feel like that sort of the geopolitical kind of conflict in the film is really just there so that we're not watching them just talk to aliens for two hours, you know? Like, there's a sort of a some larger implications. Like, and I can appreciate the idea that you need a plot for the movie, and that makes sense. But for me, that, that part's pretty negligible. Um I think I I really I really kind of enjoyed these larger kind of ideas instead of the, the. Well, I think that's her coming into the larger ideas. Like now that she understands it, she's mm-hmm. therefore able to like like that was kind of the reveal. Yeah, yeah. Of these larger ideas. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of a turning point for her, and so it is is an important moment. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm green. I know. I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, yeah. side note about her daughter Hannah. Yeah. Is like the world's most meaningful name of all time. The fact <laughs> that she made her name that. And it's like, I was named after a soap opera character. Like, people are like, oh, how'd you get your name? And I'm like, oh, well, my mom loved Nicolette Sheridan and she played a page once. Like,. <laughs> It's like, no, my mom had this, like, life-changing experience, is the only human who, like, understands this new language, and, like, my name is a palindrome because of this thing. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I guess you probably didn't tell too many people that, and probably won't tell anyone now. Did the daughter, like, die? Yeah, she's dead. Okay, that's what I thought. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Well, she probably was the hit of her elementary school. Yeah. Probably, probably. Um, something else that was interesting about that uh, interview with the writer, whose name I wish I could remember. Um, he, uh, the very first question someone asked him. Uh, in the, in Eric the... Heiser? Heiser? Hi. Sure. Hi- Heiser. Heisler. 
Heiserer. Heiserer. H-E-I-S-S-E-R-E-R. All right. Hessier. Er. I don't know. Look him up. Um, the first the first question someone asked him, because um, this, this movie is adapted from a, from a short story by Ted Chang uh, called Stories of Your Life. Uh, first question someone asked him is he says um, someone asked him um, how did you know this story was gonna was gonna make a good movie, and the writer Eric, he says uh, I didn't know it was gonna make a good movie, but I knew how it made me feel. I I really liked that sentiment. I really liked that a lot. I feel like I should need to meet this guy. Seems like a cool guy. Eric. Yeah, Eric. I'd be interested. I just looked up a picture of him. He looks like a nerd. Perfect. Well, Eric, if you're out there, feel free to call into the show. Number is, um, well, we're still working on numbers, so better just shoot an email. <laughs> wow, I can't believe he wrote Light Out. That's just absolutely terrifying. Yeah, he's very eclectic. He's also going to do the new Van Helsing. Oh, that's too bad. With Channing Tatum. Oh my god, really? That sounds horrible. <laughs> so uh, it seems like Eric doesn't have, you know... He's kind of struggling. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, you know, in a sense struggling, in a sense probably not struggling, because sure. Van Helsing is going to be a huge movie with Channing Tatum, but like, will yeah. it be good? I mean, I don't think I've seen a good Channing Tatum movie yet, so won't hold my breath. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really too worried about it. Uh, all right. Um, anything else on Arrival? I think we've kind of hit all the main points. Let's see. Nope, that's it. That's all my notes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think that's that's a good place to drop Arrival. Uh, if you haven't seen it, get out and see it. Life's Your life's waste, wasted if you haven't seen the movie. Oh, wow. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I would. I would go that far. I'm that much of a fanatic. Are you? Tim, I feel like an issue running into once we start bringing on others to talk about their favorite movies is that you're not going to like any of them. That's not true. Maybe. You, you have some strong opinions about movies. Well, that's what makes such a good podcast is that, you know, you're able to give and take <laughs> and, and, and handle conflict and figure out where we can meet in the middle. All right. That's fair. Um, well, would you like to say your thing that's a recent movie that you've been either want to see or enjoyed? Yeah, yeah. So we're taping this on January 14th. Um, so a movie that came out recently uh, uh, that I saw was called Hostels. Um, oh. It's got, uh, what's his face, Christian Bale uh, and Ben Foster is also in it for a little bit and Rosamund Pike is in it. Ooh. Yeah. Donald. Yeah. It was uh so it's it's sort of a uh a western, yeah, like set after the Civil War kind of um but it's uh it's very brutal, uh very graphic. Uh, Oof. uh do, you know, do, I would say, you know, you have to see it in the right frame of mind. And I think luckily I was in the right frame of mind when I saw it. Um What does that mean? Well, what frame of mind we're in? I think you just kind of have to be in like, like a contemplative state of mind. Like you're, you're, just, you, you know, you, you're, you're contemplating the universe all day, and now you kind of want to, kind of want to see a movie that helps you sort of figure those things out and 
somehow it so you want to see Arrival Western. first yeah and then next you watch Hostels yeah I mean that would be an interesting double feature I think that would, yeah yeah I think you would watch Arrival and start thinking okay what's the meaning of life and then Hostels would remind you that uh, there you know sometimes it's all meaningless <laughs> well not that it's all meaningless but sometimes it's less about contemplating the big the big things big ideas and just figuring out what to do with what's in front of you Okay. Yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend it. I give it. I give it like an eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it. But I think I'd have to see it again to uh, to uh, really solidify that number. The ending was a little weak, I'll admit. Okay, and she still got an eight though. Yeah, yeah. For now, I'm sure I'll watch it again. Uh, I could see. I could see that score going down a little bit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what's what's up with you? I mean, this is another controversial one. I already know you don't like it that much, but I, Tanya, it's my, it's, it was my jam. I thoroughly enjoyed watching I, Tanya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for, for our viewers out there who haven't heard of I, Tanya, it's a biopic on Tanya Harding, the ice skater who uh, clubbed another person to death. Okay. See, mm. false, fake news. Tim is spreading fake news. Well, at the moment. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I I really need to see it again. Um, I think it's possible. It's possible I was not. I kind of watched it in pieces. Um, oh uh, no. Yeah. Well, I just I just that's just kind of how it worked out, just because I had other things going on. Um, but uh, yeah, the movie's really violent, and that really kind of turned me off of it. I really kind of a hard time watching those violent parts. All right, so, but yeah, you recommended Hostels. Yeah, but like, no, no, that is actually a really good point. That is a really good point. It is kind of violence uh, in two different contexts, and I think I was a lot more uncomfortable with the violence in I, Tanya and the context that it was done in. And I wonder if it's just because it's a story about a figure skater, and you know that, like, the event of Nancy Kerrigan getting her knee smashed... Spoiler is a violent alert. thing. <laughs> we all lived through it. We all know what happened. Um, but I do think that maybe if you're going into like a war movie, you're expecting a ton of violence. Whereas mm. if you go into this movie, you're not necessarily expecting a ton of violence, which might be why I think it was so effective as a movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some there's some validity to that. Yeah. Also, Allison Janney can do no wrong. No, she, she killed it. She nailed it. I think Margot absolutely killed it in her role mm-hmm. as Tanya Harding. Um, the acting, I think, was just like on point, and they really they made Tanya Harding a more sympathetic character while also not completely like forgiving her of her role and things, and like really portraying that she has a difficult time taking responsibility for anything in her life. But you kind of get to understand more about like why that is. Yeah, yeah, very well put. Now I've got a very difficult question for you. Uh oh. Now, uh, if you had to pick a performance that you thought was better than the other, and I'm gonna give you two options, okay? Uh, the first <laughs> one is um, what's her face? Nitanya. What is her name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, or uh, <laughs> what's her name? Sorsha? Sorsha Ronan? Sersha. Sersha Ronan. In uh, in Ladybird, all right. 
All right. Who do you think did a better job? I mean, probably Margot. But I loved Ladybird. I'm not gonna back down from my That's love fine. of Ladybird. No, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to ask you to, to 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 not love it. I'm just curious, just based on a purely actress level, who you thought did a better job. And it seems like you picked Margot. Here's the deal, though. I think it's a lot. It's very easy for people to judge movies if they're like big acting scenes. Like Margot Robbie had a lot of material here that she got to act really big. You know, like mm-hmm. she had very emotional, super dramatic scenes yeah. um, where I do think that Lady Bird was much more understated. And I do think that Sersha is like one of the best actresses of all time, <sighs> uh, starting from when she was like very young. And I think she did a very understated, but like incredibly poignant and brilliant performance. Okay. We should probably do an episode on Lady Bird at some point. I think we should. I think we have a lot to say about it. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about that. All right. I don't know if we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that does it for episodes one and two. Um, and I think hopefully our next episode will feature some sort of guest uh, guest host. No, just guest. Yeah, just guest. Not host. Yeah, we're the hosts. Yeah, just just guest and their favorite movie and. Um, yeah, hopefully we can we can make the magic happen. Oh, the magic's happening. Oh, okay. Hopefully it can happen again. There you go. Recreate the magic. Yes, uh, a facsimile, a magic simile. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, and cut episode two here.